0: What's going on, everybody? Now, the question is this, how do men and women all over the world, coaches, experts, influencers, thought leaders, create six or seven figure businesses, all while having fun and changing lives? If you want to know the secrets to start that business, getting leads, getting paid what you desire for the clients you serve, and changing their lives every single day, this is the podcast for you. I'm JC of the Finest, and this is the Finest Hour. What's going on, Finest Hour friends? We have a huge guest today, live, coming from way across the pond. I'm super excited. I've been following this person for a long time. They have so many unbelievable tips, and if you've been paying attention, they're Tickner's tips. But for everyone that has not, this person's a massive social media influencer, unbelievable, unbelievable business mentor, and just helping people and giving so much value on an everyday basis. 131,000 followers to date on Instagram. And this is no other than Lauren Tickner. What's going on, Lauren?
1: Justin, thank you for having me. I love the sneaky little Tickner's tips there because I (laughs) literally started that when I was like probably 18 years old, which is so funny. And so, yeah, I mean, I love sharing tips on social media and I'm really excited to be here today because we've been connected for a while, but it's great to actually finally get to speak with you. So thank you for having me here.
0: Uh, no problem. I'm super excited to have you. I mean, I've been following you for quite some time. And for those that are just kind of catching up to speed, I'm always willing and 100% going to shout out the people that help me. And you're definitely one of those people, uh, not just because of what you post, but you always reply to my messages. I know when I was just getting everything, getting my footing, you were one of the main people that were like, hey, you know, you should try this, or maybe you should try, change this in your bio, or all these little things. Even helped me write my ebook that I just put out how to get your body right in 2019, help me to write that by your ebook, how to write an ebook. So, so Mm -hmm. many different things and so much value provided on my end, but the amazing thing that I'm super excited to see is all the value you provide, not just to your clients, but anyone that frequents your accounts or anything you have going on, because you have so much. So my question would be, you know, when I know kind of your story, you know, to catch people up, I've seen and have read about you and all the things you share, how did the whole Lauren Tickner, I'm the greatest in the universe thing happened. How did that take place and where did it start?
1: Okay, so just first things first, like anyone listening, I do not think I'm the greatest in the universe. <laughs> you they were your words, not mine. Like before people start thinking I'm super egotistical or anything. Um yeah, honestly, I mean I well kind of now we're on this topic, it's kind of funny, but like I am pretty confident now, but oh my gosh, I did not used to be. I used to be so insecure, and I guess that's kind of how I got into this. So, I'm one of these people where I kind of got started by not by accident. Like, I started my Instagram very intentionally, but my intention wasn't to build a business. My intention wasn't to inspire thousands of people to build their own personal brand based online business or get fit and healthy. Like, my My intention was to make friends with other girls who were into weightlifting (laughs) because I was 16 years old when I first got started with this. And I was in school, so I'm from England, if you can't tell from the accent. Um, I I was in school, and, and when I say school, I don't mean university, I mean like high school. And I was basically unhealthy, I was pretty overweight. I lost weight in a really, really restrictive way, which I would never advise to anybody. And because I lost weight so rapidly, it kind of, it re-triggered my anxiety. So I had had panic attacks since since I was young. My brother is heavily disabled. And so I, I think that's probably the reason why I'd had them when I was younger. But you never really know. So, yeah, I mean, I started getting panic attacks again because I was feeling weak and dizzy and because I'd lost weight so unhealthily, I basically lost weight in this way because I remember Googling one time how to lose weight. And so naturally, when you Google that type of thing, all the fads and myths come up, no carbs, no fats, no protein, <laughs> no, no nothing, just eat air, like all this type of stuff comes up. And uh I found out, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this in the proper way. I want to do this healthily. So I found out that you need to be in what, what I saw was a calorie deficit. Now, back then, I didn't know what that was. Are your listeners to this podcast, are they like fitness people? Do they know the fitness lingo or shall I kind of elaborate a little bit?
0: I would say there's some sector of them that do, some sector of them that don't. So any, any elaboration will, will be appreciated if you, if you want to drop some gems.
1: Okay, cool. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it understandable for all the people, and I won't bring bring out all my science nerdiness because uh, I'll get into that in a sec. But I won't do too much science. Don't worry. So anyway, um, I I basically googled, you know, how to lose weight, and I found out you need to burn more calories than your body needs on a daily basis in order to be in a calorie deficit. And they they were telling me. The most optimal calorie deficit for you to be in is a small calorie deficit of 200 to 500 calories per day. I think I saw this on like bodybuilding.com or something along those lines. So I was like, awesome. This is easy. I can do this. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So what I would do is this was in like when I was having exams in high school. So I'd wake up in the morning. I wouldn't eat any food. Like I'd go to, go to school the whole day. Finished school at like, I think it was like 5 p.m. or something. Hadn't eaten anything yet. We did sport pretty much every day in school. I'd then walk to the gym. I'd then go in the gym, up the stairs. Like, I can literally just remember walking in there so vividly right now. Exhausted, my tummy rumbling. Like, get on the cross trainer. And I would basically go on the cross trainer until the calorie number said 500 calories. Now bearing in mind, like I, I don't know. Do you guys do it in feet? Like I'm five foot five, five foot four or something. So I'm, I'm like 165 centimeters tall. Like I'm not tall. I'm just average height. And so for me to be eating literally no food and then doing all of this, It's insane. So then anyway, I'd get home, I'd have soup for dinner with a couple of rice cakes and some steamed vegetables. And that was like 300 calories a day. So the moral of the story was, firstly, there's a lot of BS out there on the internet when it comes to both fitness and business, mindset, everything. There's there's rubbish out there to do with everything. And that's why as consumers, we have to be so careful about where we read information from, but not just how we read the information, how we interpret the information as well, because that was good information that was out there, you know. The website was telling me you need to be in a calorie deficit, but the thing that I misinterpreted because of my lack of knowledge was that <laughs> I had my BMR. So basically, you know, your body burns calories throughout the day without you even moving. If you were lying in a hospital bed, not even moving an inch, you would still be burning calories because your organs burn calories. Your like all those things, it burns calories. All the systems <clears> inside your body, and so my body was probably already burning around two thousand calories per day. Let's just say without me even having to do any exercise. So I wasn't just in a, what I believe to be like a a 200 calorie deficit because I was eating 300 calories a day and then I was burning 500 on the the cross trainer. That was in my head a 200 calorie deficit. So I thought that I was in a really small deficit, but I was actually in like this insanely like thousands of calorie deficit. And that was because of a lack of information. So- I, then that's really like I wanted to share that story because I think so often we do these things in hindsight it's stupid and in hindsight it's damaging and it's dangerous but now Six years later, that is an incredible story that I can share with people because it prevents them from doing the same thing. And it is also why I started posting on Instagram. So I wanted to make friends with girls who were working on becoming stronger, both physically and mentally. Because after I had done all this cardio, lost all this weight in this really unhealthy way, I got skinny and I was having panic attacks because I felt dizzy. So that kind of brings the story full circle. And so I just wanted to explain a bit of that there, even though I know it was a pretty long, a long ramble, but I think it's relevant and I think it's important to share. And so, yeah, I started posting on social media. My username back then was Fitness Life Lauren. And then pretty much what happened was all the boys in my year, they found it because it was a private account at first. I wanted to keep it a secret from people. They found it. They started mocking me. Basically, it was going to stop. I didn't, fortunately. I mean, I, I could... Go in the story, there's tons of other random details and stuff, but that's the main element to it. And then as time went on, and as I evolved as a person, I started getting in in, really into evidence-based training and nutrition. This was while I was still all in high school. Then I went and worked a corporate job for eight months. In that time, I realized, like, whoa, I'm in my corporate job and I'm going and working at this fund management company, one of the biggest fund management companies in the UK. And I'm 18 doing this and I'm going to work so unhappy doing the same mundane, meticulous, monotonous tasks every single day. It was like Groundhog Day every day. And if you have a full-time job right now, listeners, that makes you feel unfulfilled, you'll know exactly how I felt. And so I just remember one day I was walking to go get my train, 6.01 in the morning because I had to be there by the time the stock market opened every single day, sat in my desk, And I remember one day it was classic English weather. It was raining and just pouring it down with rain, pitch black outside still because it was still, the sun hadn't risen yet. And this, this truck just drives past me and I just get drenched like head to toe. Mm. Even like it was like dripping wet, even on my underwear. Like that's how (laughs) that sounds really dodgy like now, but like my whole body was soaked with this muddy water. So I had to go to work all day, like drenched and, it was just, i just burst into tears. Like the, I don't cry, by the way. I'm not one of these people that cries. But I was in for of tears, and I just realized, like, if that type of thing is making me cry, like that is how mentally unstable I am right now. And it was all because of this job. And so, yeah, I basically ended up quitting that job the day after I got got given my bonus. Like, in It was on the 1st of April, uh, three years ago, so whenever that was, like 2016, I guess. Yeah. And then I went and I quit. I got my personal training qualification. I started online fitness coaching, and then I went to university a few months later to study business at the UK's number one business degree. Um, and then I did that for a year ended up going and doing a placement for my uni because I had to do it for uni working at an influence marketing agency and then I decided I was back in a job again and I was like nope Okay, gotta quit. So me quitting that job essentially meant that I had to drop out of uni. So did all that all at one go, and while simultaneously building my online business. So while I was at uni, I started selling fitness eBooks, which is why I then wrote the eBook about how to write an eBook because I've sold thousands of eBooks. Made tons of mistakes along the way, but here's the thing: I just love it, and I think this whole social media thing is so fun gets to connect us like we wouldn't know each other otherwise like i've met so many cool people from it so many cool opportunities and experiences and it all started from me being in a position where i was unhappy with my body and insecure and now here i am i guess helping other people not feel like that and working on achieving great things so yeah
0: That's awesome. I mean, the best part about it is even when you just to kind of recap, you know, some of the things you just said, the the first part about it is just going through an experience being not, you know, knowledgeable or misinformed. And I know so many people that I talk to or deal with, they kind of go through the same type of things, you know, oh, I'm going to do keto all month or I'm going (laughs) to do no carb diet or only I'm going to have eggs and steak. And I'm like, what diet is that? I mean, there's so many different things that people do. And sometimes we just don't know. And sometimes when you don't know, it's not necessarily your fault, but now with all the different things you had with accessing information, you know, the one thing you did do is access information on how to get yourself to where you are now. You know, and one of maybe the catalysts to that would be, and I know another point that you tapped on, just being in a job or a workplace that you just, you know, it's not for you. And many of us struggle with that. I know I did it for a brief period when I got out of college. You know, not ashamed to say got fired from every single nine to five we've ever had. I got
1: fired one time when I was, I think I was 16 or 17, right? Because I was working as a waitress and the guy who, who was like the manager, he was French. I just remember him sitting me down one day after a shift and I was like, I'm so ready to go home. Like, I am, honestly, I am unemployable. Like, I cannot be employed. (laughs) I think anyone out there who is an entrepreneur at heart, like, is the exact same. But he sits me down and he's like, Lorraine, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. Um, So we sit down and I'm like, "Oh, maybe I'm going to get, like, a promotion or something. He's like, you are just not passionate about this. And so he basically fired me because I wasn't passionate about being a waitress. (laughs) And I'm just like do you seriously expect me to be passionate about cleaning up some old person's gravy that they spilled all over the table? (laughs) Like for real. And so, yeah, I mean, I got fired from that job and, uh, yeah, I was really upset at the time. Like I was genuinely upset. It really made me feel like I was incapable of doing anything well. Cause if you're getting fired from being a waitress, Like that doesn't bode well for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it made me feel actually awful at the time. I was really upset and I pretended like I didn't care to everyone around me, but I really cared.
0: (laughs) Well, I believe that. I mean, sometimes it's like if you're in a position and maybe the job isn't the right job and it's like, I know a lot of people go to school, they get a degree and then they go to a job and they keep getting fired and they think it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's like, you know, maybe, you know, you're playing a sport, but you're on the wrong field. You know, I remember I saw The Rock said that and, you know, he was going after sports, after sports, after sports. And then he went towards wrestling and acting. And he's like, I'm just playing the wrong game, you know, on the wrong field. And I know just one little tiny thing, just to use that example right there. You know, it's like that waitress job might not have been the job, but some things happen, blessings happening in disguise. And, uh, you know, it kind of got you to where you are now to where maybe you lacked the passion at that point because you weren't in it. But now what you do, obviously the passion exudes because every single day you're helping so many people, you know, and by doing that, it's just like, obviously that passion shows because you're helping helping people in so many ways. And I guess the transition into helping people, once I guess you started getting out of that, okay, I'm in a nine to five up, let me get out of that. I'm in a nine to five again up, let me get out of that again. And then you get into starting your business. How did it feel when you started it? and what kind of made it click where maybe you got a client and you're like, wow, I really like this, I can really do this.
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting one because along the way I've had multiple different businesses and so when I first started, I was 19 and this was right after I stopped working at that asset management company and I was doing online fitness coaching and honestly, it just felt so easy to me because I was already sharing so much free content. So to me, it was just like, oh, now I was getting paid. And actually at the beginning, I felt really unethical charging money because I was like, but I'm helping these people. I can't charge money for helping them. And then I don't know how I overcame this. I really don't because I genuinely felt like I was conning people. So I kind of I kind of tapered away from it and kind of stopped it a little bit for a while. And then my friend and I, he's, he's a personal trainer, well, an online coach, and he's killing it now. But he and I did a program together. We call it like the Student Summer Shred. And he took on five guys. I took on five girls. So it wasn't anything big, but... Just doing it with him really helped me with my mindset towards it, and I was getting these people amazing results, and I think, honestly, confidence comes with success, so it's a bit of a double-edged sword because you have to actually get started and see some level of success before you can ever feel confident, and mm. so, you know, you have to get going to actually get that confidence, but it's hard to get going when you're unconfident, but <laughs> um, it's just one of those cases where you just have to put yourself out there and do it, and so, I, yeah, I mean, I started coaching these people, they were getting amazing results when it came to fitness. And so back then, I mean, that was that like one business. Um, And so then I started selling fitness ebooks. So that was like a separate thing that I did. And I actually just, it's funny, like, that we say this, because just the other day, like, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start selling one of those ebooks again. Just, like, super low-key. Because um, I've now realized that the majority of my people are people within the fitness, the mindset, the productivity niche, mm. um, or their business coaches or whatever who are following me. And that they're, they're all into, like, personal development and mindset and, and fitness stuff. So I've now realized that for my brand, it's really important for me to, like, continue doing this kind of fitness content that I used to do because that's the type of content that my people are watching
0: Definitely. so
1: yeah like it because if I think about like okay fitness coaches or mindset coaches or productivity like what do they watch on YouTube well they're probably watching like full day of eating videos and just that type of thing yeah, from their favorite fitness influencers or whatever. So I've now realized like, okay, it makes sense for me to post that type of content to get in front of them and connect with them. And so, yeah, like in one of my videos, I was like, would you guys like it if I relaunched the Ultimate Guide to Tracking Macros? And they were like, yeah. And literally like, I just checked my email today and like, cause I posted about it in a video that I uploaded on a few days ago and I've already made like seven sales of it and it's like ninety nine bucks or something. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> so- um, That's cool. That's just like literally just random that I decided to do, which is awesome. But it again shows the power of creating these things because once they're created, they're done and you can keep selling them way into the future. Like I made this three years ago. Um, Obviously I've tweaked it a bit since, but you get what I'm saying. And so Honestly, I forgot what your question was, but it's just interesting because like what I do now has massively evolved and changed, uh, since when I started. So I built my online fitness coaching business and I had other coaches coming to me, asking me things like, for example, when you DM me asking me like, how can I change my bio to make it better? Like I would constantly get things like that. And it was really interesting because even though I was always posting evidence-based training and nutrition, following people like, 3DMJ, like all those guys and all the real scientific people. I was always being asked to speak at events about how to build a personal brand and how to sell. And like, so I never even realized that I was positioning myself as kind of like a business person back when I was in the fitness industry, but I guess I was. And so that kind of sparked something up in my mind to think, oh, well, this is what people see me as. So why don't I cater to their needs? And plus, it's what I'm more interested in anyway, so it's perfect. And so I think sometimes it's hard for people to know what the best route for them is. And I think often like the market is just going to dictate, like what do people come to you and ask you about? What things do you find yourself reading about in your spare time? What podcasts do you find yourself listening to? Like who are you following on social media? Whose content do you like? I think that type of thing can really help you understand, like, which direction to go in.
0: <laughs> no, that's a great one right there. That's 100% for sure. I mean, you could think, like, I want to do it this way, and maybe your business is kind of so-so, and then everyone's asking you, like you said, certain questions, certain questions, certain questions, and eventually yeah. you're like, you know what, maybe that's the lane, and all of a sudden you go for it, and it's like these magical doors open up to incredible success, you know, yeah. and I know just by, like, following your accounts, I mean, you have Your YouTube, and I watch your videos, you know, and your uh, epic cheat meal video, I'm going to watch that one, but so many different ones you have to where you look at your, you know, your Instagram account, and you're giving, you know, tips on exercise, and then diet, and then living your life, and having fun, and just many things that I see a lot of people do, which is where they plan their life around their work. I see that you more so plan your work around your life, because you're traveling a lot, you know, I always see you in different places, and it's super cool to watch because I'm like oh she's in here she's in the US you know she's in LA today she's in Miami tomorrow I mean it's, it's super cool to watch but at the same time you're always educating people and giving them like I guess to use your phrase again little Tickner's tips on how they can level up their life in some way shape or form which is really cool and you know when you say you I guess you go towards your YouTube and as someone that is an incredible example for you know how to run a business put a business together I know I get a lot of questions people are like well how do I post once a week or twice a week or how do I do a video a month or how I know you've explained this to me many times and I watch your videos, you explain it to people, but for listeners right now, what are some tips that maybe you can give on if how people want to build a personal brand, how they can kind of get their posts correct or their captions or their YouTube, because people always think they never have enough time. How do you have enough time?
1: I'll hit you guys up with some tickness tips. So if you like these thickness tips, what you have to do is you have to take a screenshot, share it on your story, tag us both, and then basically say which tip you liked, okay? So that is what I'm doing for you people in return for... That's what you got to do for us in return for me sharing these tips. So let's start with the basics. So in order to build a personal brand-based business and in order to know what content to post... You need to know who you're talking to. So when it comes to copywriting, and copywriting is essentially just written or spoken word that causes people to take a particular action. So basically like writing Instagram captions or making content, when it comes to doing these things, it's so easy when you know who you're speaking to. Let me let me give you an example. So as I said, my main audience are people who want to build an online fitness mindset, health coaching business, like that type of niche, the wellness space, let's just say. So I know that these people probably drink protein shakes. They probably like going to the gym and they probably are cutting for summer, maybe. I don't know. Let's just say. So let's use the example of the fact that they are drinking a protein shake. So when I'm inviting them to join me on a webinar, I can say, go grab your protein shake and sit while you wait, sipping on your protein shake, making some gains while I prepare and we'll be joining you. Okay. That was really bad because like I feel on this on, pressured on the spot right now, but like, you <laughs> what I mean? So you can literally like speak their language, And it means that they essentially are like, oh, wow, this person like really gets me. This person knows exactly the position I'm in right now. Better example is like if I was doing a Facebook live and an Instagram live at like seven in the morning, and I'm, I'm drinking a coffee, I, I, w- I could literally just say like, okay, everyone, we're gonna get started in five minutes time from now, go grab your coffee, your black coffee, um, get your stevia, put your stevia in your coffee, like, and we can all drink our coffees together while we wait for everyone to join, like something like that. Because people, that, that connects with them on that deeper level and it really, because everyone in the fitness industry drinks black coffee, like it just is a thing that everyone does. Yeah. And so it really just helps people feel like you know them and like you know what they they are all about um so there's that so you need to know who your ideal follower is your ideal client like that's fundamental if right now you're saying oh but my my niche is fitness that is not fit that is not a niche that's an industry so a niche is way different so you can basically do horizontal specialization so that's where you start with fitness and then you move like you step to the side and then you figure out what your um, sub niche is going to be. Sorry. No. So fitness is the industry. Then you, then you step to the side saying like, okay, what's my niche going to be? Then the niche could be, let's just say it's body weight training. If you're someone who does like calisthenics or something, it could be body weight training. Okay. And then within that niche, you need to pick a sub niche. So again, you're going further horizontal. Um, So your sub niche could be, I don't know, it could be body weight training for university students. So, You you now know what your sub-niche is, and that's really important, but you can't stop there. You then need to specialize vertically as well. So in order to specialize vertically, that's going to help you figure out who your ideal client is. So right now, you know that it's going to be someone who wants to do bodyweight training at university, but how do you know who your ideal client is? Well, you need to think about a problem. So there are multiple problems that university students who want to do bodyweight training face. But what is the big, big, big problem? So maybe for some people, their problem is that they're obese, right? And they're too embarrassed to go to the gym, so that's why they need to do body weight training. That's 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 one problem, and that will help you specialize vertically. Because then, if that was your the problem that you want to focus on, that means that you know that your ideal client is going to be an obese person who's at university. Who needs to lose a significant amount of weight? And then, obviously, you can pick men or women. Um, but then, also, the other type of you could, there are other problems that you could focus on. For example, someone studying medicine who's really, really busy, so they just don't have enough time. So their problem is actually that they just don't have enough time. Maybe they're not obese, but they simply just need quick and simple workouts that they can do in their university room because they're so busy that they can't get to the gym, right? So do you see how, even though you found out what your sub-niche is, you can't stop there. You need to then go deeper to figure out your ideal client. Um, Oftentimes, your ideal client is just you a few years ago. So that's the easiest way to do things. I mean, a great example is like me. (laughs) So I used to be someone who was wanting to build an online fitness coaching business. And God, if I knew what I knew now, Wow. I would literally be like the most successful (laughs) online fitness coach ever. Like I swear. So, I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like I was my own ideal client when I was doing fitness stuff. So I made a hashtag, which is strength feed. And basically I then started selling like the strength feed training guide and all those different things. And, um, that was after I'd lost weight in a really unhealthy way. So my ideal client was then people who wanted to become stronger, both physically and mentally based upon my own previous experiences. Cause when you are your old, when your old self is your ideal client, you really know like how the, how, uh, how you felt at that time. Um, so that's one tip. Second tip is like, you know, a good thickness tips and it's basically like just batch create your content. So take a bunch of photos in one go, a bunch of videos in one go. Then honestly, like if you have the budget, I recommend outsourcing to get someone to edit your videos for you. That's like the that was the first person I took on on board on my team. Best investment ever. Because you're basically just buying time. Um, obviously you can edit your own videos and stuff if you want to. I think it's something that people are really precious about outsourcing. I was too. I literally remember even asking who did I ask? I think I asked like Chris Harder or something, like, oh, how do you let go of like the creative control and he was like just do it and trust me and then I did it and yeah like <laughs> um and so there's that um some other things that I would say is like you just need to make sure that you're posting valuable content every single day so just make sure that you're showing up and not just posting a random photo of your abs like that doesn't help anyone that's just you posting for your own ego so instead of just that make sure that you are sharing some sort of value and value comes in the form of education, entertainment, motivation, or inspiration. And so when you're able to show up and do that, then people will begin to connect with you on that deep level and build that trust and that relationship with you. Um, So those are a few tips and I don't want to overwhelm people right now because that was kind of a lot, but if you listen to that back a few times, it'll make perfect sense to you.
0: That's incredible. I know just from all of those different things you shared, it's like you walked people through the grocery store of how to put things together, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that last one, the, the outsourcing delegating, that's a super game changer because I've been experiencing that myself and trying to be a hero, editing my own videos. And I was like, dude, you're wasting so much precious time and mm-hmm. time does equate to money. So I had to make that and finally let go of control of that. And like you said, best investment ever because all of a sudden you shoot the video and then poof, it shows up in your email and it's done. You know, and while that was being done, you're doing other things, helping other people. And one big thing you said is always adding that value to the content. Your content is super value loaded, So no matter what it is, it always has some type of something. I mean, the images are always cool. You're always, you know, you have everything put together well, you're in the gym, you're living your life, but then you always have a share or a value add to where when I leave your posts, I know I'm a plus one in my life in some way, whatever you're talking about, it's added at least one something to my life. And I'm sure, Many of your you know, viewers and people that pay attention to you feel the same way. I know just because we're on the Finest Hour podcast, I have to keep things moving smooth. The one thing that I have for you is to let people know about you have your own podcast, the Impact School podcast. How did that come about? I know you're very knowledgeable, but is that one of the reasons why you maybe you started that podcast to have another avenue to get people more information?
1: So it's funny, I actually started that podcast because I have another podcast as well that most people don't. Well, the other podcast has a lot of listeners, but people don't necessarily talk about it as much. They're kind of like OG listeners who just still tune in every week. So that one's called Business Meets Fitness, and that one is to people who want to build like an online fitness business. So I have that, and then basically like I love doing it. And I was like, okay. This is obviously specific to the fitness niche. Now, I really want to build a podcast that's like bigger than just the fitness niche. I wanted to interview like big entrepreneurs. So I really wanted a business focused one. Now that one is business focused, but only in the fitness industry. And it didn't start off that way. And so I was like thinking about all the kind of entrepreneurship podcasts that I listened to. And I was like, I really want to create one like that. But... I want to make sure that my podcast really delivers that actionable value because you know what I'm like, like I love my tickness tips and I really like to walk people through the grocery store like you said. Um, That's really, yeah, I like that analogy. Like I really like to make sure that everything that I'm doing just really is actionable and that people can walk away from something having gained so much value that they can just do right now and implement and get a result. So I was like, okay, I want to build a podcast about that. It's a funny story with Impact School because um, I created it and it had a totally different name. And then basically I went and I was doing that for like 40 weeks or something, maybe maybe it was like 40 episodes, maybe like 50. I don't know, it doesn't matter. That's kind of relevant. By the way, I'm one of these people where I always get like sidetracked on irrelevant information and this has been a big, big issue in my life. Like, So I'm really, really working on that. About three years ago, if you would have heard me speak – not even just speak it in front of people, like speak with my friends. I just get sidetracked on irrelevant things and it's just a bad habit. But anyway, so I had all these episodes and I decided, okay, I'm gonna actually take all of them down (laughs) and re-upload all of them again. New intro, new outro, with a new name, and instead of just having a new outro, creating an entire reflection on the conversation so that people can really gain some actionable insight. And so, yeah, I mean, that's been cool. I've interviewed some cool people, like Ed Mylett. I've interviewed, oh, my God, just Heidi Summers. Like, I'm going to be interviewing Christian Guzman. Your people might know who that is. They'll yep. probably do Rob Lipset, um, Mariah. I'm going to set up interviews with, like, I'm going to try to get, like, Paige Hathaway and, like, all these big names because um, it's really cool to be able to hear the business side of what they do, but not just, like, their story, also the actual steps on, like, how – people can do the same thing. And then I also bring like experts in their field on as well. So someone, a couple of examples is like Jay Bear. he, he has a book called Talk Triggers, which is really good. Um, and that's all about like word of mouth communication because I don't just want to bring on like massive, massive names because sometimes you'll find that when you bring on really like quote-unquote famous people they don't share as much value as you'd like because it's just like that kind of story and stuff and so that's cool and that's inspiring but I also want to make sure that I'm coming at my people with the informative stuff too so uh your people should go subscribe
0: (laughs) definitely yeah go subscribe to her podcast all of them for that matter they're all incredible Uh, and they definitely have massive massive actionable I remember the uh Eddie Mylett episode So many different people. I mean, that's this incredible company right there. And I'm sure you're going to have some amazing guests coming on the feature. I look forward to hearing and listening to all of them. But most importantly, like you said, getting that actionable information, those tips on when you can have the takeaways. Because it's always great when people come on and they kind of share that knowledge. They share maybe what you're missing or or something along those lines. And I know just by seeing the, the different things that you're sharing on a daily basis, you have your impact school. You have the tips that you give away. You know, you have many different things you're doing now. I just saw that you have the impact, your social media coming out. There's many different things. You're like a machine, girl. You just got always got something going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Definitely tried to like taper it back a bit recently to make sure that um, I'm just focusing on the things that actually give me like the most bang for my buck. So I've simplified things a lot recently because I found that, yeah, otherwise it just gets complex.
0: The complexities definitely come on because it seems like anywhere you look, there's always something you can do. And I think being focused, Mm -hmm. I know just maybe asking this question, because I'm sure maybe you deal with that with with your clients and people that you deal with on a regular basis. But, you know, when, say for instance, somebody wants to go after their goal, this is maybe so a a Tickner live tip, maybe, you know, someone's going after their goals and say they come across your page and they're like, you know, I want to start my business and I'm just afraid or I'm, I'm fearful or you know, they, maybe they've never invested in themselves and they're thinking about it, but they haven't taken that leap. What would your advice to someone be that like wants it, but they don't really know what to do?
1: I think it really comes down to defining what you actually want. And I think sometimes like you can have a goal and you're like, oh, I just want to be successful. And you see all these other people and you want to be where they are, but you don't really know what you want. I know for sure that that's that's how I used to feel. So I understand that massively. And I think it's just like, finding someone who's who you really connect with a lot and then just seeing, you know, what are they doing? What are they selling? What content are they posting? And just figure out like what, st- what have I been through and where, like, okay, there's kind of two ways to do it. You can see the people who have done it and kind of just replicate them and put your own spin on it. Or you can think, okay, what have I been through? Where have I gone from A to B? And how do I get there? And I can start like sharing value about that. So that kind of didn't make too, too much sense. And I'm sorry, but it makes sense to me because I feel like what I explained earlier about finding your niche and all that is like the first thing to do. But if you are thinking like right now, I want to be successful. I just don't know what I want to do. I think it really comes down to analyzing like where you are at in your life right now. Are you somewhere where you have the ability to take risks? Like, are you young? Do you have bills to pay? Um, because if you are young and if you don't have bills to pay and if you don't have people relying on you then you can take more risks than someone who does have kids or who does have like a family to feed and stuff like that um so yeah I mean I think like you know if you don't take risks then you're going to just stay where you are like more risk more reward it's just it's just the equation <laughs> I remember learning that in uni but I think it's just like you're gonna live a pretty mediocre life if you never put yourself out there and if you never go out there and just like push yourself and i don't know about you but i'd rather risk failure and at least fail because you learn from your failures whereas if you just don't do anything at all you're not going to be learning and you're not but you're not going to be growing and like for sure like you could decide to start a business and it fails and it probably if you don't follow the right strategy, it probably will fail, but you're gonna learn so much. And the cool thing about the whole world of online business is that like, you don't need to invest any money to start. Like you could start an online coaching business as an example, with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to invest in like all the stock and the inventory and things like that. And that's why I love it so much because I have lost so much money through trying to start product-based businesses, so I tried to start a strength feed legging brand and I ended up losing ten grand. I luckily managed to get back eight grand a bit, but I still lost two grand. But the time that I lost was like I could have earned thousands more. And so just don't worry about failing like it's a part of life. And at the end of the day, you're going to be so damn successful that if you lose a bit of money now, like it doesn't matter because in the future you are going to have all of that and more and it, won't, it will it would just be a story for you to tell. Every single time I fail now, I just literally look at the situation and I'm like, that is going to be such a good story to tell people in three months from now
0: that's huge that's massive i love seriously everything you just said was like an incredible amount of information but it's so important that you take that risk i mean i know a lot of people that message me i'm sure that people message you about it it's just failing they hate failing they're avoiding failing and i'm like well, what would you rather do would you rather fail and be in the no or would you rather always live with the regret you know yeah. and many of them are like oh you know what that, that makes a lot of sense i I don't want to be like 45 or 50 years old looking back. Like I should have done that because where could my life be? And it's just like, you know, when you take that risk, I know, like you said, if you're looking at that failure, like, man, this is going to be great. I approach it the same way. Like if I fail, I used to get upset when I first started. I'm like, man, you're horrible, bro. (laughs) You know, but
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah.
0: Once you start getting it rolling, you're like, you know what? That the more I'm failing, I'm going to eventually fail into my success. And you learn so much. People forget when you have that failure, you do step back and you analyze the situation. But once you learn the lesson, you take a step to get where you were and then a step forward. So you're actually, every one step back, you're taking two in a row to get in front of that. So, I mean, it's a blessing when you look at failure. Failure is the cousin, you know, or the brother, the twin of success. You know, you just get failure first and success uh-huh. is when you get at the end. And, you know, I know you've went through so many different things along your, I guess, journey you would like to say. You know, I always see you walking, so we'll call you walking on your journey. You know, but when you're looking at all those different things, I'm sure you have such a well-rounded perspective of where you were when you were beginning, maybe the lack of knowledge to where you are now. Like you said, you're so knowledgeable. And would you say that where you are now today, if everything got taken away from you and all you had was the knowledge, could you just build it right back up again?
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely yes yeah, so so much absolutely i'm so confident in that and like this is something that i really would love to like try and do kind of like as a as like a secret brand without any of my like branding on it I, I yeah i mean i'm so confident that i would and i think that it's something that would just be such a fun project
0: <laughs> that would be that would be cool keep keep it on the low <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah. And just like document it, but don't post about it. And then, or like post about it, but under like an anonymous name and then expose myself after a couple months. And then I'm like, it was me.
0: (laughs) That would be cool. I mean, I'm sure somebody has tried that. I've spoken to some of the guests I've had in the show or people that I've met at speaking engagements and they they all said the same thing. They're like, I don't kind of want to do it because, you know, what if it didn't work? But they're like, I would love to try. No, I know it would
1: work. Like I'm fully confident. I'm so confident, actually, like that. I really want to do it now.
0: (laughs) That that could be that could be the next Tickner the Tickner's tip challenge, you know, and going after starting another anonymous career, another anonymous niche. But that's for sure is great because the number one thing is where you were in the beginning to where you are now. Everything in between that is just gaining knowledge. Mm -hmm. So many things that, as you as a coach or you know as a business mentor, myself as a coach. We're imparting knowledge, but you're always a student, too, of the game. There's always so much to learn from mentors, other coaches. Like you said, you have amazing people coming on your shows. I mean, the knowledge you can gain, I guess, is, is very vast. And I guess I know we stick to it a certain amount of time, so I'll try to give maybe one more question and squeeze it in on you real fast. But I know that you're a knowledgeable person. Are there any – I know people always ask me about books, and you gained your confidence through doing And now you're a lot smarter where you are. And for people that are learning, trying to acquire knowledge, maybe they want to read books because I always get a question about that. What are maybe, do you read books? And if you've read books, what are some books that you feel could maybe help some people that want to learn maybe in personal development or fitness or anything along those lines?
1: So I would say that about probably about like 95% of everything that I've learned like not the implementation stuff, but and not learning through doing but just like learning through consuming content has come from podcasts. I seriously have learned so much from podcasts. Um, but then if we're talking about books, like a few of my favorite books. Um, I'm also read business books, so I really like Eighty Twenty Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. That's a really good business book. Um, Another one is Secrets of Closing the Sale by Zig Ziglar. That's just a timeless classic.
0: Um,
1: And one that really like. genuinely changed my life um before I was even into business Uh, I think I read this when I was 16 and I didn't even finish it the first time because I until 2018 I had never finished an entire book apart from the books that you read like in high school for your exams um how to win friends and influence people and so then I reread that book again last year and it is amazing like it's just the thing oh the things that you learn about like treating people well that's just amazing Um, and then when it comes to fitness stuff like the muscle and strength pyramids are just an absolute must. So, yeah.
0: Those, are, those are big.
1: Ultimate guide to tracking macros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Boom. Plug, plug it in. Plug away. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great answer. I, I completely agree with all of that. You know, I love the plug at the end. So I can kind of parlay off of that because your information today has been spectacular. And I know people are going to digest that and have a great, great sense of where they can go in the future. So to plug away for where they can find Lauren Tickner throw all your ads every social whatever you want plug your products go for it
1: oh my gosh just like tie my name in anywhere and you'll find me but I guess like the main thing that I would really really like people to do right now is if they can just (laughs) just share this on their Instagram story and tag the both of us. So my Instagram is at Lauren Tickner, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-C-K-N-E-R. But yeah, like wherever you like to go, I mean, obviously you're listening to a podcast now. So I have mine called Impact School. And then if you like YouTube and if you're like into food and stuff, then you'll probably like my YouTube channel. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah like I'm covering I'm covering all socials like my Twitter just currently got blocked because I made it when I was 12 years old and apparently you were supposed to be 13 if you made a Twitter I changed my age like to the actual year I was born which is 1997 away from 1996 and like they blocked my account for months now so I'm really annoyed because I love Twitter so much like I'm gutted um, but yeah I'm everywhere like LinkedIn you know you know how it is the whole social media thing
0: For sure. For sure. Well, I thank you. And I know everybody that's listening to this podcast will subscribe to you, listen to you, follow you, you name it. I'm sure they're going to do it. I know I am. So I'm super excited for you to join the show today. And I cannot wait for everyone to leave their reviews, go follow you tag us on social media. So you can get the value and add it to their lives like you do people every single day. But Lauren, I'm super thankful again for your time. I know you're a very busy person. So thank you for squeezing me in. And I'm going to take us out as I usually do every single show. We end it the same way. Make sure that you do and become the best you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to know what you've learned. So if you wouldn't mind, would you take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast on your phone right now? Upload to your Instagram stories and tag me at JC of the finest. And then let me know in that IG story what is one thing you learned and one thing that you would like to learn more about. I love hearing more from my clients, listeners, friends, new and old all over the world. Right as soon as you do this, go inside the podcast app and hit that little button there that says subscribe. Leave me a five-star review and a five-star rating. Again, this helps us reach more people. And if you want to be a part of helping change the world one person at a time, it makes a massive difference by you leaving that review. So thank you very much for tuning in, my finest hour friends. And thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. And remember, do and become the best you.